재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵 One of these uh, iconic numbers throughout history uh, probably will be 234. That is the number of lawmakers who voted for impeachment against President Park Geun-hye. Uh, only 56 opposing. And now the question is, what happens next? There is going to be a constitutional court hearing. Uh, the time frame of that still unknown, although the people and certain opposition lawmakers would like that process to be expedited if possible. Uh, nevertheless, this is a major hurdle that uh, has been demanded by the public where millions have been taking to the streets, but certainly not the end of the story yet. Uh, still a long ways to go, still a lot of questions to uh, be answered. And to help us answer some of those questions, hopefully, is the Managing editor of Korea Expose, uh, giving us some analysis, uh, Koo Seung. Seung, good evening. It's proving to be quite a winter. Isn't no, it? yeah, I know, and uh, I know that uh, we are just one of the many outlets that rely on your <laughs> expert- expertise on this issue. But we certainly appreciate you uh, being here in the studio. I got to admit, um, I was slightly surprised. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I. The numbers. The leaning was, yeah, uh, you know, uh, the convention wasn't, we're going to see at least 200 votes get there. Uh, There seemed to be a last minute flurry of activity by the pro park lawmakers trying to lobby some of these first term or more moderate uh, senity uh, types who weren't necessarily part of the official anti-park coalition. And you kind of wondered, could something happen where you didn't want that result, not just because you, you know, didn't like the president, but you didn't want the chaos that would come upon the society. Were you surprised? Uh, I was actually not surprised at all because um, we have been seeing for, well, weeks now. How not the, even the margin surprised you? Oh, no, no, not even the margin. I actually thought it was going to be something like this for the very simple reason that I think we have to really redefine the whole concept of pro Pakane at this point. Um, because were they really in this relationship with the president for, you know, politically expeditious reasons, or is this some kind of true love? And certainly, it's usually the former, or not the latter, in politics. I think they have come to the realization that they need to cover their behind now. And what was really interesting about this whole proceeding today is actually, did you notice how long it actually took to complete the vote? And uh, I was watching Yonhub and they were saying it's actually going to take a little bit longer than uh, normally would take for 300 people to cast their votes because they're actually taking pictures inside the booth. Mm. Right? Why are they taking pictures of the booth when in fact the vote is supposed to be anonymous? So this is... um I was actually th- picturing in my mind how some of these pro-park lawmakers may actually be taking pictures of themselves, casting votes in favor of impeachment because they need this cover the later, right, yeah. right? If things get really bad, they say, I, although I was pro-park in the beginning, I have come to realize yep. that the wishes of the people are such and such, so... Right, Here and there we was are. also the contingency if it was, let's say, 199 votes, and then fingers would be pointed, and uh, most of that would be against the Senate Party. Which of you guys promised mm-hmm. to vote but did not vote? They can at least say, look, 
don't blame me. I was one of the guys that voted for. Looks like that's going to be irrelevant now as far as displaying that all day. They might do that for PR purposes. Uh, 234 Four, uh, it implies if you count the 172 uh, opposition and independent lawmakers along with the Assembly Speaker Chung Se-gyun that uh, uh, over 60, mm-hmm. around 60 senator lawmakers voted. And that would entail that at least 25 or so pro-park lawmakers actually voted. Um, it does symbolize a lot of things. But for this current president right now, regardless of how this impeachment uh, hearing goes, and we'll talk about that, uh, she is not only a, a woman who's lost support of the public, she really now is a woman without any pow- power and any party structure at all. And has no sympathy from anyone at this point, it seems. The New York Times actually ran a very interesting article about just how isolated she is, right? They put together various anecdotes about how she went to Daegu to visit the site of the fire at the Somun market. Ten and, minutes, yeah. Right, and she was crying in the car afterward. And there was an interesting story about how she eats dinner alone all by herself at the Blue House while watching TV. And I mean, this is more of a picture of, uh, I don't know, like a... A lonely old lady uh, kind of thing? Yeah, than the, the leader of the nation. And um, and and now I think the numbers just uh, drive home this um, the very clear fact that she is a cornered person. And can she really turn to anyone? Can she really recover? Of course, we're talking about what might happen with the constitutional court, whether they will actually rule in favor of impeachment. But if you set aside all the um, guessing game, what it really comes down to is that simply she has no future left. Uh, She needs to be planning her retirement or time in prison. And and everybody's turning their eyes Mm -hmm. toward the next election, right? Right. And I, you know, I am sad to say that uh, you are quite a bit younger than me, but I do know am that I? you... Uh, yes, I, I believe you are w- <laughs> quite a bit younger than me, actually. But uh, that being said, uh, I know you do remember the 2004 impeachment vote, and a lot of people do try to draw parallels there, but very different situations, right? And, and the, the prospect then was, if this gets to a constitutional court hearing... It doesn't look like it's going to pass. And, and the public sentiment was, was much different back then. And how Kogan, the caretaker prime minister, had to conduct state affairs knowing that most likely President O would be back in office was quite different. And the reactions against the lawmakers who voted for impeachment were quite different back then. Uh, are we in for a long struggle or, or do you think this – I know that I said there's still a long ways to go. But are we seeing sort of the the end game here or do you think there could be more twists and turns? I think it is the end game for Park Geun-hye, but it is certainly not the end game for South Korean politics. So, okay, so I think a lot of people are curious about just when the Constitutional Court will make its ruling. And, and some people say that, well, considering the, the sheer passion that the people have demonstrated in the streets, maybe the court will be, feel compelled to act very quickly. Um, and then there are people saying that actually, you know, there are a lot of political calculations here. And let's not forget that even last week, uh, Senuri was saying that, okay, let's take some time here, give the president a graceful exit of a sort. And she can leave in April. She needs to make that clear. And then we will have the presidential election in June and everybody will be happy. And actually, that might still happen at this juncture. 
right? The constitutional court does not exist in a vacuum. It's not a separate entity from the rest of the political establishment. Uh, we have seen this before that there is communication between the court and the, the important political figures in this country. So I think uh, it, there will be a considerable backroom dealing between the various parties and also there will be some indications sent to the court as to when would be a good time for a ruling to yeah. emerge. Of course, what complicates the issue is the fact that we have two justices on the constitutional court who are going to see their terms uh, end quite soon. And that is a dilemma. As uh, All of that, as you accurately point out, uh, maybe they can expedite the timeline of how they come to a decision on the ruling. January 30th is where um, the uh, the first justice will retire, and then middle May is when the second justice retires. It still means you still need six of the justices to approve it, meaning those seven, if it does linger past uh, March, would have to uh, vote for impeachment. The timeline issue is an interesting one, though, because they say, well, President... You seemed still uh, the latest comments she's been saying is I accept the will of the people, but I will. I am determined to fight this through to the constitutional, which again is an indication to the party. I think the message sends is the repentance is still not there. Uh, the actual idea or admittance that I might have done something wrong still doesn't seem to be there, which means we're in a long drag. So people expecting an early retirement, probably wishful thinking. Uh, most likely. It's um, as you were saying. I think she, the president is really someone who's convinced of her innocence. This is what has really surprised many people here in South Korea, actually. Where they're saying, look at the sheer overwhelming number of allegations against you. How can you fight this? How can you still say that this is not your fault? And, and whether she's right or wrong to hold on to her sense of innocence, nobody knows, but, but that's what we have today, and it means political instability certainly will continue, and this is really bad for the country. It's interesting to see how even publications like The Economist are writing opinion pieces as to why Park Geun-hye needs to just leave. Right? Yeah. This sense of instability, it's not something that only South Koreans are uh, are feeling acutely. It's uh, everybody around the world. And I think that's really reflected in the sheer amount of coverage of this scandal we have seen in the foreign media. Mm-hmm. Just today, so many articles in various languages talking about this impeachment as headline news. I'd like to get your sense on that because as the managing editor of Korea Expose, and uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, a large portion of your readership are, are expats or people or at least who are, are fluent in English. And you also, of course, uh, we joked about it, but uh, you do uh, contact and, and you collaborate with other uh, foreign media news outlets. Uh, I, I, I believe you have another uh, gig set up right after this uh, appearance. But what is the sense that you're getting from not only your, your foreign readership, but also just from the, uh, the, uh, the foreign outlets that have been in contact with you in terms of what, their perspective of this? Is this sort of a bizarre spectacle for them? I know that they've been commenting on the peaceful uh, crowds and the protests, but do they see this in the same kind of prism that we here in Korea are seeing it? Mm, I think there's a slight difference here. They certainly like the bizarreness angle, right? That has, that was really the reason I think many foreign outlets were drawn to this news in the first place. But what has, what I have seen time and again is the fact that this scandal has really shaken the way many foreigners perceive South Korea until now. Korea had this very strong reputation as a model democracy. 
I think it's not uncommon to read in various newspapers how they describe South Korea as kind of a thriving or boisterous democracy. Certainly there are problems, but they seem to be working it out. And look at what they did in terms of their economy. Look at what they've done with all these flagship companies like Samsung, LG, Hyundai, and so on. So that was really the image I think many people held on to even today. But suddenly with the overwhelming kind of aspect of this scandal has really made them rethink what Korea is and how things really operate inside the society. As for Koreans themselves, um, there is a sense of shame, I think, especially when you get these lured reports that are being uh, reported on all over the world. There is a sense of pride as well that the uh, society has come together uh, unified in a very diverse way uh, to demand changes that they feel is best for the country. Uh, The question then remains is, I think there is always this prediction, and I've heard some analysis on that as well, that, okay, look, the impeachment vote passed. These guys are going to now kind of simmer down. Tomorrow's going to be a cold day. Uh, We're probably going to see a a kind of petering out of all this passion. But you still have the special probe going on. You still have some very dramatic National Assembly hearings um, set for next week as well. And you do have this constitutional court decision. I think the Korean people aren't stupid in that sense, right? They do not think this is something that has been accomplished and done. there is going to be an expectation that the rallies will continue, in your view? Uh, very much. Uh, I think just for tomorrow, it's a Saturday, let's not forget. And organizers are already saying that they are ready to go. And this time, of course, uh, it's not to put pressure on the Blue House or the National Assembly any longer. But they're really trying to send a very clear message to the Constitutional Court that they need to come in and really finalize this proceeding that everybody has mm. been asking for. And in fact... Uh, I think you're right. Uh, as the, the weather gets colder, will people continue to do this? And I think tomorrow will be really big. Yeah, because it's supposed to be pretty cold tomorrow. Right, and actually, I mean, I think the crowd will be quite big despite the cold. But um, I think there will be a sense of celebration there, which is partly why some people might be showing yeah. up. But the question is how many people will come next week. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, I mean, we're not talking about from 2.32 million to, let's say, only 10 people decide to show up tomorrow. I mean, mm-hmm. it's still going to be a massive event. Uh, we're talking about maybe the long-term ebb and flow and how the patterns uh, will develop from there. Uh, it, this is still preferable than if, again, if we had a number like 199 mm-hmm. in favor of impeachment and it ultimately didn't pass and the president said, I'm going to serve the rest of my term. I did nothing wrong. This was my get-out-of-jail-free card. That would have been... Uh, potentially a very scary situation tomorrow. Well, potentially scary, but we also need to remember that, you know, the opposition actually threatened to resign in in mass and as a, in a sign of protest against the failure to impeach the president. Of course, nobody really knows what that would meant, right? Some people are saying that the opposition is just putting on a, was planning on putting on a spectacle because, well, maybe there would be just a special by-election and then they can fill the vacated positions. And there are other people who said this will actually lead to the complete breakdown of politics in South Korea. So, I think there is a very strong undercurrent of anger that remains. And I was not in Yeoido today, but when I looked at some pictures, there were people who were openly weeping after the vote was counted yeah. and announced. And there is passion here. And I think that passion will last for some time. The question is, how long? One of the more uh, heartbreaking moments were... Uh 
at a uh, vote like this, uh, there are some uh, spectator seats that are allotted, and the uh, the opposition decided to allot their forty seats to the uh, family members of the victims of this hell ferry. And uh, it was a pretty somber event, and the lawmakers tried to keep as quiet and serious as possible. But once Cheng uh, Zegyun announced two thirty four as the number, uh, you could hear that kind of cheer that came up from above the rafters. And uh, this is not closure necessarily. For, for those people, and uh, they were probably a little bit hurt that there was this debate about taking out the uh, seven hours and, uh, and and trying to expedite it that way. But again, so much pain and suffering, and you've written about a lot mm-hmm. of that, uh, not just the cell for victims, but people who consider this place to be hell chosen. Mm-hmm. The question is, what remains next? Do you have faith that the politicians, whether they're opposition or whether they're conservative former ruling party members, uh, can come together to find some way to recover well, uh, this is politics we're talking, and never say never, right? I think what we're going to see is, uh, first of all, I think it's great that the the families of the victims of the Sewer Ferry sinking certainly got some form of closure, although it's certainly not the end. I remember that there were moments when these people started to look very strange in the media. They were being presented like some strange uh, uh, angry people who me sympathize right and and, yeah. and 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 people are saying like just let go like how long can you be said and and now they're basically vindicated in some ways but but it of course does not mean that ruling party is going to sink right I think we're already talking about how Senuri will try to rebrand itself so the party has been considerably damaged by the scandal no question about that but as uh, in in Korea, many people rise from the ashes like Phoenix, and Sanuri has undergone many different, I guess, configurations and name changing, and they're probably going to do this in the coming season, in order to precisely bounce back from from the problem that they are. One having. main thing, though, is the conservative party, whatever entity it's been since the uh, the three party merger. Back in the 90s, where the uh, the YS, the JP, and the uh, the former Chen Duhuan party merged together to form that conservative bloc, there's never been a split. The opposition has seen plenty of splits and, and, and kind of reformations and all of that. But whether it was from the uh, Shin Hanguk-dang, New Korea Party, through Hanara, the, the GOP. Oh my uh, God, these names. I haven't and heard then them. all the way through the current uh, <laughs> Senuri Carnage. It's really just been a reband. It's just kind of, oh, we like the color red this time. Oh, mm-hmm. green looks good. And then change the name, kind of change the uh, letterhead of the door. But it was essentially the same party. This time it does feel like the party is going to break. I mean, there is no way that 60 members who voted for impeachment and then you have these stalwarts like Lee Jung-hyun and Choi Kyung-hwan and, and Seo Chung-won and all that either... They stay or they leave or they get ousted or they kind of, I guess, uh, basically break the party apart. Something's going to change. There's got to be sort of a realignment with the conservatives to bring back some more of the moderate voices, whether they think they can bring in a Pangi Moon figure who would be crazy right now to try to align himself with anything that reminds the people of Tenuri. There's got to be something major changing with the conservatives. Well, I think we're definitely going to see power struggles starting probably tonight within the Senuri party uh, with the, the so-called non-park faction uh, definitely sealing their hold on power within the party. But that that can also signal that maybe the party might break down according to these uh, along the lines of these various factions. And actually, some people have been talking about whether whatever fragment of Senuri that survives this scandal might 
actually um, merge with some element within the opposition right now. The People's Party? Perhaps. I mean, I don't want to speculate here. But so many things will change uh, on the Korean political landscape because of what happened today. And, and that's precisely why we should not say this is the beginning of the end. It's actually just the beginning of a very long winter. Yeah. And, and depending how long that winter is, uh, Prime Minister and now Acting President Hwang Yo-wan, uh, some people in the opposition would like to see him go. Uh, I don't know what the alternative would be. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that he would do something radical. Uh, it might have, if you put someone like uh, Sonakyu in, it would maybe imply a more ambitious sort of uh, figure who might want to shake things up a little bit and that might not be as good and Maybe staying the course is, it's a difficult question for me. As far, I wonder what you think about this controversy over, uh, Huang being basically in charge of state affairs. Yeah, Huang Gyoan is a deeply unpopular figure for the opposition, not least because he was this, uh, prosecutor figure during a military dictatorship. And he basically disbanded the uh, Progressive Party. Yeah, that is the accusation. And uh, But but it would be very, very dangerous for the opposition to try to oust him now because already people are afraid of any more political instability. And if the opposition really wants to change the prime minister slash the acting president, there is going to be a conflict with the ruling party for sure. And will people really stomach this? Or are they going to say, I mean, you guys got pretty much what you wanted. Like, do you really yeah. want more at this point? And that's a gamble that only time will tell whether the opposition is willing to engage in or not. Time will tell indeed. Uh, Seung, I know that uh, you were gently reminding me that uh, you have a limousine uh, <laughs> waiting to pick you up to uh, take no, you to your next no. broadcast appearance. But again, uh, in all seriousness, uh, thank you for joining us. We d- always do appreciate your insights and we do hope to talk to you again next week. Thank always you a much. pleasure to be here. Thank you.